Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Juice in the Morning. I'm your host, Justin Juice Kelly. This is Unpredictable Talk Radio, located in Indianapolis, Indiana. With me is my good friend and co-host, Johnny Bowden. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing well, man. This outfit makes it feel like I'm being uh, made love to by a cloud, and it's the best <laughs> feeling of all time. <laughs> pull, pull the mic up just a little bit. Sorry about that. There you go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and then with me uh, is one half of the show that I promised you guys. It's Ian Pomfret. How are you doing today, man? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. I'm doing fantastic. Uh, let me check the make sure I got everything. All right, good. So try try that again real quick. I'm good. Why does things sound so echoey right now? I'm sorry. We should have done this before. <laughs> we'll learn. Oh, that's why. That's why. Boom. Go ahead. Nope. That's right. Hello. There we go. Yep. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> no man that's the that's the beauty of the podcast sometimes we have a little bit of technical difficulties that's why we need to get a tech guy in here working on this on a uh, regular basis but we got to figure it out how are you doing today man i'm glad to, you joined us we got tons of stuff to talk about we had the john jones gustafson fight last night um we have all of your guys's recent fights that i want to ask about and uh just kind of go from there so tell me what what was uh, your last fight and how did that go? Or tell the listeners, because I know how it went. Uh, my last fight was November 17th of uh, this year for Costume Combat. I fought a tough opponent, Colton Parks. It went all three rounds. It was a very tough fight. Uh, during the fight, I felt it was close, but after, you know, after the fight was over and I got to an- analyze it, you know, a million times with my coaches and stuff, I feel I won every round, uh, even a couple 10, eight rounds. I even had Chris Lytle, my, one of my old wrestling coaches come up, a former UFC veteran, nice. come up to me and talk to me after the fight. He was like, man, those judges didn't know what they were watching. I think you schooled him. You know, right. he, he told me I, he had me winning. I think what he said, he said 30, 26, yeah. 30, 25. So yeah. that means, you know, every round was a 10 nice. round. So, so what, what was it like? Um, cause I, I've only seen bits and pieces of your fights. I'm getting ready to go watch you February 2nd. So anybody that's uh, wanting to travel to uh, go see a fight, it's coming up really quickly. Um, so what is the, the kind of the styles, I guess you've kind of brought into, uh, fighting. Cause I mean, you see the guys that go try to knock people out. You got the guys that are good with the ground game. Like what is your, what is your plan? Or do you have something that you feel like you're better at than other aspects? I think the, the best thing about my style is that I'm just comfortable anywhere. Yeah. And I, I, I keep the pressure no matter what. I mean, I could be, you know, countering shots, absorbing shots, whatever, you know, I'm just going to stay in your face. It doesn't matter. It's going to be a fight the whole time. Anytime anyone wants to fight me, it's going to be a fight. There's never going to be an easy night when you sign up to fight Ian Pompey Pomfret. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I'm just comfortable everywhere. I've been doing this since I was 12. A mostly ground game. You know, I started with jujitsu, judo, mm-hmm. and uh, wrestling. And then through there, you know, worked on striking throughout the years until actually, you know, after high school, that's when I really buckled down, got really serious with everything and got an actual striking coach, you know, a few striking coaches. So really I'm comfortable anywhere. I haven't got that standing up knockout yet, but you know, I've had a few fights where I've stood and banged. Mm -hmm. I've had a fights where anytime it goes to the ground, I just, I swim through these guys. Well, and what, what I want to just give the listeners, cause I don't know if everybody follows you on Facebook or just social media, but one thing that uh, we talked about, I had um, Colin Taylor on the podcast earlier this week. I've done a 
lot of podcasting this week. Yeah. Uh, but Colin Taylor came on the podcast and we were talking about hard work and I brought your name up because I was like, this dude is like at the gym or doing something to work towards his goals literally every day. Like I see it all, all the time. <laughs> every like day. I, it's, it's one of those things that I'm, I'm very impressed with your work ethic. And um, I even, we even talked about it. Colin's like, you know, and I said, I was like, I don't think he's posting this because he wants people to see what he's doing. I think he's just posting it and you are seeing the actual work being put in. Like, it's not like you're trying to be like, hey, I'm you know, doing this all the time. I want you guys to love me for like working hard. You're doing it because you are working yeah. towards that goal. Yeah, absolutely. You're, uh, that's humbling, man. I really appreciate the kind words. I, I just, I know if I keep working hard and I keep putting in the hours every day that there's no way they're adding it up like I am. Right. And these, you know, you, like uh, I believe uh, first uh, Fierce Zabi I can never say his name right he was on a podcast with uh, Rogan once and he was like he said he's like you know you get those guys that train three or four times a day or three or four times a week compared to the guy that trains every fucking day right. at the end of the year it's substantial amount of hours mm -hmm. you know added up for the guy that trained every day who just dealt with it no so matter what he felt like what's your what's your training regimen do you do like uh, I mean I've seen it you do like you do jujitsu too and yeah, you, do, yeah. you do the I feel like I've seen CrossFit in there a little bit um, so what's what are you doing what's the what's the thing that sets you apart I guess so I got two a days on Mondays and Wednesdays mm -hmm. so I show up in the gym in the morning well so you know I start you know, I run three times a week. Mm -hmm. I wake up early, go to the, you know, gym where my girlfriend works and I run. I put in some miles, at least a 5K, if not five, six miles. Yeah. Sometimes more than that. <laughs> Jesus. Um, then I go right. I could never even think about doing that. I feel like a piece of shit right now. <laughs> no, no, man. It's just, it's, it's part of my mental, man. I probably yeah. shouldn't even put some, I, I, you know, my coach always has to pull me back. He always, you know, I'm, I'm always trying to do extra. Don't overwork it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always trying to do more and do extra. You know, I'm never trying to cut corners. I hate. I hate that shit. That's I just, brilliant though. Yeah, man. And it sometimes it sucks though. Sometimes like, you know, cause if something doesn't go right, I can't fucking sleep. Like the other night I didn't have the greatest sparring rounds. Right. And that, you know, that happens. You can't be the best fucking guy in the gym every day, you know? Right. And I didn't sleep till 4am. I could not sleep. I kept thinking about it. I was fucking just, you know, tossing and turning up and down, doing some push ups, shadow boxing. My girlfriend woke up at like 3am. She's like, Ian, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, you know, just it's sometimes it's like my own worst enemy. It's like an obsession though right? yeah it really is man right. it really is and you got I, th I think you have to have that kind of crazy mentality sometimes like when you go into these kinds of these kinds of endeavors because if you don't have that then the person that does have that it's going to be the one that takes you out yeah yeah for <laughs> well, sure it's rogan who said and i fully believe it madness and greatness are next door neighbors and they borrow each other's sugar yeah yeah <laughs> no shit i like that i like that a lot that's serious <laughs> so um when christian gets here we'll ask him a little bit about like what he's got going on but um i want to hear we talked about the John Jones and Gustafson uh, that we were going to talk about it. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on the fight. And then also let's talk a little bit about the outside stuff. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? Uh, how did you think about the fight between him and uh, him and Gustafson last night? The fight was great. It played out, you know, it started off just like I thought it would. Gustafson trying to use his range. John picking low, you know, low leg teeps. You know, and dude, Jones's kicks are loud sounding kicks and I'm yeah. like I'm an outside observer I don't really watch MMA that much but when you are watching it and you hear that like pop and you hear like Joe go oh that was a good like you know yeah. good low kick to the body or something like that or good low kick to the leg or something like that I was like man that sounds nasty yeah so it's like it's it's starting to show more and more that these long lanky guys are really the real good build for MMA you know you don't want to be too swole too much muscle mass carrying around you know cause you know 
these strikes are like whips. That's mm-hmm. what you when, you when you whip a jab, when you whip a hook, when you whip a leg. You know, that's a whip. So you know, with John Jones being long and lanky, those got kicks, a lot of range yeah, he too. can just <laughs> generate so much power and velocity right. with those kicks. Like, like that would cripple one of us. <laughs> <laughs> we would be done for. They add up for <laughs> yeah. sure quick. But yeah, man, it. It played out. I didn't want it to play out the way it did, but you know, John is a, an amazing athlete, amazing fighter. Alex was—he did what he could, but they kept saying he was a boxer. I didn't have any background on Gustafsson. Yeah, he was a national Swedish boxer. Okay. Um, couple kickboxing championships, not major world titles or anything, but you know, he he locally and mm-hmm. then uh, through MMA, he's just been a huge talent. I mean, I think this was his third title shot. Wow. So I mean, you know, he's he's definitely up there. It just shows that you know, there's like there's. At the light heavyweight division, there's John Jones, there's DC, and there's Gustafsson, and then there's everybody yeah, else. There's the elite level. Well, Gustafsson yeah. in the first fight, he's like the first person to ever take John Jones down. Yeah, he's the yeah, first yeah. person to ever open him up. Really, like he they, was, he was picking him apart for a while. But John apparently, when I mean, that's pretty much proven. John trained like two weeks for that fight. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> he was like yeah. I was partying. I'm super <laughs> dumbass. Yeah, Dude, still one of the crazy. greatest. Still <laughs> one of the greatest quotes ever to DC. He's like, yeah, I was doing coke and whores this whole <laughs> and, time, and, and I, I still beat, beat your ass. <laughs> I mean, you gotta like, love wow. him. He's so he's so raw and honest. Sometimes when he finally just embraces who he is, you know, and but it's just all the bullshit that comes with it. That's just yeah. what makes. Because I'm such a purist, man. I love this sport. I love everything about this, and that shit that does not belong here at all. Yeah. Right. So, so what you're talking about? Are you talking about the uh, the steroid yeah. use? Yeah, that and just the other stuff too. I mean, yeah. I know people make mistakes. You know, I know yeah. the, the whole pregnant hitting the pregnant woman and running, fleeing from the scene, and, and that's that's just a crazy thing, anyways, because that's just. That's just fear and mm-hmm. not being very bright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, and just everything that's added up. It just, you know, like I said, I don't care about the whole wrecking the Bentley with the strippers thing. I don't care about the... I mean, I do care about yeah. this hitting the pregnant woman and running, but, like, you know, you made a mistake. But then it's like, you know, you start failing these tests and you start getting used... Then, you know, he's even been flagged a couple times. He didn't fail for a test, but if you, you know, back in 2015, he got flagged for having, like, elevated estrogen levels and mm-hmm. stuff. And then when he got popped the first time, he had an estrogen blocker. So it's like, why are you have estrogen levels? You're right. a fucking male. You yeah. know what I mean? Why are you taking estrogen blockers and this and that? It just shows, man. I think the evidence is there. And I think honestly when this is all said and done it's going to be like a Lance Armstrong kind of thing right. it'll come out later on because they save those urine analysis which is so funny samples. because it, the the only difference between him and Lance Armstrong is is they didn't they didn't actually bring the it bicycle out and they didn't bring it out until like after his career is almost over pretty yeah. much so they were like yeah. oh yeah you've been doing whatever kind of gene doping for the last like 10 years or something like that we just didn't want to say anything until now yeah Lance kind of screwed himself on the whole thing because right. he was done and then they were still suspecting him but he was done he was never going to compete again it wasn't going to matter and right. then he decided to do that one more yeah. and was thought he was going to do it clean <laughs> and then almost halfway through it he's like alright fuck this I'm juicing <laughs> and then they got him well and the thing is that the there is a, a podcast actually getting recorded here and there he is how's it going buddy the King Jones <laughs> no you're good welcome uh- <laughs> this is a this is a wild podcast today, guys. We're breaking shit. <laughs> but uh, we've got Christian King Jones joining. Uh, we'll just uh, we'll pause the uh, John Jones talk and then we'll just ask you how you're doing. And uh, I know that you won your last fight as well. So tell us how it went. He he kind of gave us a rundown of how the uh, fight with his fight went. So I just want to know like, how you felt about it. Okay, first off, what's up? What's up? What's up, guys? <laughs> what's up, man? <laughs> what's up, man? Um, but no, yeah, man, I. I 
we, we were out in Chicago uh, two weekends ago, um, Team Indiana versus right. Team Illinois. And man, it was a great experience, man. I got a third round TKO. That's awesome. Um, man, from the very start of the fight, you know. There was, there, sorry to interrupt you, but there right. was a moment that I thought that they were going to call it earlier yeah and i was like why did they not call it and then it just happened again so it was good yeah there was a couple <laughs> there was a couple uh times during that fight that honestly could have been called um just just from the lack of him intelligently responding you mm -hmm. know what i mean defending himself um man from the very first for the very first exchange you know the first 30 seconds of the fight i hit him with a nasty cross straight down the pipe um i had in that from that point he was wobbling all over the ring <laughs> couldn't recover from it um and then i just kept up the pressure you know yeah. imposed my will and uh i broke him yeah when, when are you fighting next um we, we got you know um something in the works stuff um, in the works um right now because i'm just trying to chase like a, a national right a, uh uh ranking so i mean there's a guy in ohio who's yeah. number one <laughs> we, got number three we, got <laughs> we got something coming we got something coming can't talk let that. us know we'll try no, to be that's, there that's man. cool yeah we'll definitely we'll definitely be a part of that by going and showing up uh really quick though this is i just remembered this because we were talking of uh about the John Jones fight last night and I was watching the highlights and I was hearing people yelling from the crowd. I actually watched the live video of you uh, filming his thing, filming the fight. I want to know, do you guys actually hear the people that are yelling? That is so crazy. I, was, I had the same question I was getting asked. <laughs> Man, it, it's, it's crazy when you really think about it because we, we perfected um, the art of having the perfect team of corners. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because like Ian was, you know, back in the stands and all I could hear was uh, Coach Jay, Coach Nez and Ian and I'm talking about like every, every uh, suggestion that, the, you know, they suggested in the cage while I was in there. It was like chained together. Mm -hmm. Like I could hear one person was like, knee, knee and then I, there's like another person was like, the guard's open. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like I, I, kept, hear I kept hearing that yeah. too. I like uh -huh. that. Well, so, I, so you can hear but the, the, the thing is that what I'm getting from that is is you, uh, you've kind of like tr like trained your own mind to like block out the yeah. other corners mm -hmm. and the other people yelling. I mean, there's at one point I took him down and like I was beating him up right in front of his corner. I didn't hear him at all. <laughs> <laughs> he looked up out of his coaches, just kind of looked. <laughs> I was curious about that because uh, when I watched you fight Eli Medford, the dude in his corner, holy shit, I couldn't even focus because he was so loud over the whole fight but I, that's kind of what I was wondering like are you just in that zone where you're just like yeah man I just uh, I'm in the zone and I just tune in to what I need to hear and, and does it help Ian like when people are giving you like yelling stuff oh yeah no. oh yeah I think so really? absolutely I can always hear Jay uh, our striking coach Ron is a little soft spoken so he'll whisper to Jay what he wants Jay to yell if yeah. it's a striking transaction and yeah. then if uh it's on the ground, you know, Jay right. is the instructor. I think it's huge. I think it's huge. And literally, you, because uh, we spar and we do the same thing, we'll put on, you know, loud music mm -hmm. to try to incorporate that environment. Right. And then we have to listen for, you know, our coach's instructions while nice. we're sparring. So it's oh. like we try to replicate and create that environment as much as we can. That's a completely, like... I'm so glad that we actually got to ask that because I had almost forgotten that I was going to ask that just because it popped up while I was, while I was uh, thinking about the, the fight that I watched last night. Do you think, uh, are there, are there the same kind of corners obviously at the elite level? Like, I mean, are they listening or are they kind of doing their, doing their thing? Yeah, but it's a lot harder at the elite level because there's so many more people right. in those venues, the volume and the vibrations and everything. But 
if you train yourself properly, you can always hear your corner. I mean, unless it's just something insane. You know what I mean? Like if you're at a, I don't know if Connor would be able to hear his corner right. when, you know, you got 60,000 Irish <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Like when it's at that level, it's just like, all right, man, right. do your thing. Right. So, uh, so what's the, uh, when, when you're, when you're going into it, um, what's what's the thing that you look forward to the most like when you're getting ready to go into the cage are you looking forward to something specific or is it just like are you ready to go uh i'm ready to place thy hands on thy opponent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um i just start getting in the zone man i start just i'm really i'm a really intense person yeah. especially on something like that like that's the most intense it gets so I, that's when i get my most primal my most intense mm-hmm. I'm not really looking for anything. I'm not expecting anything. I'm just ready to go out there and fucking get in a dog fight. Right. You know what I mean? Because I, because I like to, every time we talk to somebody that does stand up comedy, fighting, anything like that, I always try to put myself in those shoes. And like, I just feel like, like I said, I have no experience. So I would be shit in my pants if I was going in there. Like, I, I don't care who it is. The guy could be half my size and I would still be like, I don't know about this. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, it's, it's weird, man. Cause you definitely start, you start asking yourself, you're like, what the fuck like, am I doing what here? It is like, because I love this shit. What yeah. the fuck are you? Let's go. So, um, so have you ever gone into a fight and been like, you know exactly what's going to happen. And then the, then it doesn't happen. Like you think you have the, you have the other guy figured out and then it's not the so same. The game plan. Yeah. Game plan change. Yeah. Not necessarily haven't figured out. I mean, cause every fight's different, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? We got to face adversity. Um, every time we step out to the cage, you know what I mean? So, um, but like kind of have like a sort of game plan is like, it's always going to be there. But you can never, you never know what you can right. expect. Because they're doing the same thing. Right. They're trying to flip the script on you. Yeah. And now that me and Christian are at the higher level of the amateur ranks, you know, now our opponents, you know, are starting to matter. We will start systematically game planning more. But, you know, at the beginning of this whole thing, it was like, dude, we're just, who cares who the fuck they are? You yeah. know, we don't even know if they're going to show. I've had a guy pull out on me on an hour. I, so I saw you talking about so that it's like, recently. So it's like, you don't really want to game plan for a certain person because you don't even know if they're going to make it. You just want to focus on you. Like, yeah, no, like, you know, the guy I'm fighting right now, he's a long-rangey, hard-hitting southpaw. I see that every day. So I'm not too worried about game planning. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, that's awesome. So, like, I'm just going to go out there and do what I do and watch his, you know, left cross. Watch, you know, he's a Muay Thai fighter. He likes to return two punches and a kick when he gets hit. So I'm going to watch that. I'm going to be ready to counter him. And if he gives me the chance, I'm going to knock his ass out. He gives me the chance, I'm going to put him on his ass. Yep. You know what I mean? I'm going to handle business. I love it. So one of the things that I did not think would get nearly as much, uh, I guess, traction on Facebook and it just kind of blew up and I had like 40 comments, entrance music to to coming in. So what I want to get from you guys is do you guys have a set song or do you guys change it up? And if it is a set song, what is it? Or if it, you change it up, what are the kind of multiple songs, I guess? And what's it mean to you? Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, as far as like walkout music goes, it I pick a song uh, based on like what's how I'm feeling what's going on you know in my life like there's some songs that I feel like I've chosen that like during like whatever's going on with it with me in the fight camp like there's been some times where I'm like man 
I feel like I'm rising. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm rising from the ashes. So I'll pick something that, you know what I mean? Like the start of it, everyone's like, oh, okay. And then there's some times where I'm like rocking and training camp and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm about to go out there and dominate. So I got to get something <laughs> that's going to dominate. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but that, that's, that's roughly how I pick my mm-hmm. walkout music. I don't. I never had a set one. I just kind of decide. Literally, yeah. I decide night of weigh-ins because yeah. that's when they ask you. And I just kind of. It's kind of like what he said. It's like whatever vibe I'm feeling that training camp. You know, I'll listen to all my songs, and I've always got like a top ten. You know that I like to select from, and it's all about what I'm feeling. Like this next one, man. I think I got it. God's gonna gonna cut him down from Johnny Cash. I think that's 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 badass. It's just gonna be a stone cold, you know, bass hits, and I'm just walking out, fucking. And I'm like I said, Johnny and I are gonna be there for that fight, so we're excited to we're excited to see it in person because we we haven't seen it in person yet. Something crazy, man. Especially when you know the person in there. Oh yeah. Just please don't jump out of the cage and try to fight us. (laughs) No worries there. But yeah, so. So I'm just going to, like like I said, there was uh, 37 comments on this, so we're not going to play all of them. I want to play just a very quick uh, burst of what I would do if I was actually a fighter, and then we're going to do Johnny's. But um, So the, I'm just going to start off real quick. We're going to run through these, and I want to hear you guys' thoughts. Chad. Uh, uh, Some of them are silly. Like Chad Michael, a dude that uh, we hung out with a lot in Muncie, he said he came out to Luda's move bitch back when he fought. So I think he's he was in a few fights uh, back in the day. Like I mean, he's old. So sorry, Chad. No, that's, that's awesome. That's a good one. And then uh, Logan Cook, Closer by Nine Inch Nails. I don't really know that. Or Closer, I'm sorry. It's kind of like a, w- a weird techno-y yeah. rock. I know Logan. He's a jujitsu guy. Yeah. 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 And then Paul Schroyer from the Pointless Discussions. And he there's going to be some on here that are just funny he posted uh kiss by a rose <laughs> by seal <laughs> which actually might be an underrated like that might like psych song. your opponent out yeah, like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh you got kyle buck white knuckles by five finger death punch not being good okay, yeah. um, rex bird lose yourself eminem mm-hmm. which i think that that's almost i love your rex but i feel like that's almost cliche like we've probably heard that a lot yeah there's probably yeah. a lot of people who use you that. never want to be that guy that <laughs> does a really cliche one yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Gary Russell Jr., uh, great guy from high school. Seek and Destroy Metallica, yeah. which is pretty sweet. And then he put Eminence Front, The Who, which I don't, I don't know Eminence Front. No, me either. I'd probably know it if I heard it. Right. Um, Cameron Michael, I always thought it'd be hilarious if you walked out second to come out to some very chill down tempo stuff and wear headphones so you force them to listen to the music I would troll and play Rufus do, do soul inner bloom I don't know what that is I have no idea that's hilarious so that's actually genius <laughs> Sean Hicks give me the theme song from Nickelodeon's Doug <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt Wharton Casey and Jojo all my life I think that's pretty good. Uh, Nicholas Lake, Metallica Fuel. There's a lot of Metallica on here. Um, Ian Palmer, NF100. I don't know what that is. That's a good one. Is that good? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Creedon McCarthy, Curtis Mayfield, Superfly. That would be badass. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tyler James Huff, My Psychosis, The Dark Half. Uh, Chase Bensley. Yeah. Here here Comes the Boom. Nelly, a classic. Uh, I don't fuck with you. The E40 song. I do like that song a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to read through all these. Uh, Calvin Turner, Warriors Call, Volbeat. 
uh, Rage Against the Machine, Gorilla Radio. Yes. That's, cool. yeah, nice. That's Polly from Polly Sleepers. Uh, Bulldozer by the Goldie Shack Gorillas. That's Robert Gee. Uh, there's too many. Uh, thank you, everybody that uh, shout out uh, or shouted out on here. Chip Skylark's My Shiny Teeth and Me. Oh, my. From the, wow. uh, the Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and play you guys what what I would come out to. Was it and, this one? Oh yeah, go ahead. There you go. Ah, oh, that ruins it. So like the first minute, I'm good with it. You'd love to get beat up to this song. It's terrible. This would amp you up for sure. This part right here. I just, I, I would just be very hype. Yeah, I'm a hype yeah, dude. Come out feeling like a G. Right. Yeah. yeah, but then it gets into the chorus, and I think the chorus is really good too. But we we can stop it. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to waste too much time. No, on I here. fuck with that. I like that. <laughs> but I just like. Sticks. I just like the uh, the juice start. Like that was like what I did in high school a lot. Like I had a sound system in my car, and I'd be like, "All right, guys, you guys," because Three Six Mafia was popular, but I don't oh, think yeah. really anybody like listened to that song a whole lot. So yeah. being the nickname Juice, I took good. the Ian approach. Like I took downstairs in the garage as the way in, and I was like, "Uh, fuck it." <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be maybe an ad. Yeah. Yep. So I, tur- I turned it never down. Fails. Don't worry, it's good. They're not getting free publicity right now. No. Oh, yeah. You'd be behind the curtain right now. (laughs) Right. Nice. Just some old school metal. That's good. You get into the goosebumps a little bit. I like that. Yeah, that'd be lit, too. Can never go wrong to make it up. Then it gets heavier, but yeah, here, yeah, yeah. Is it like it? How long does it take to get in there? Like, like ten more seconds. Because <laughs> I think we have like a limit before Facebook like kicks us off. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like sixty <laughs> seconds, I believe. There you go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That gets you going. Oh for sure. Ooh, Mama said knock you out, L Cool J. That would be a good one. That's a good People one. People do that one. I've heard is that, that. Is that a cliche yeah, one, though? Yeah, one of them. <laughs> Not as bad. <laughs> That's awesome. So that was that was the, uh, that was was the one of the segments I just wanted to play real quick for us because I just think the music is music is very important. Like when I'm when I'm working out, I got to have like a, a good, I guess, uh, playlist or I, or I get kind of taken out of it. Um, when I'm doing cardio, I can do podcasts, but like not when I'm actually lifting or doing right. anything like right. that. I got to have something. Um, but that's also why I want like I want like a gym gym where I can just play the stereo. Like I don't have to have my earbuds mm. in. I miss that from like high school football days is like lifting in the yes, weight room man. and it just being so loud. Yeah, and I just miss that. That. And that's I think how, you guys were talking about you had that, right? That's how we do it. Yeah, yeah. we got giant speakers mounted on our ceilings and yeah. stuff. Oh, they get so loud throughout <laughs> the whole gym. They're like 12s, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah we got bad. like four 12s on our ceiling. So like, hell yeah. Jam. You guys have that room acoustically treated? <laughs> <laughs> it's a giant, it's our, it's our gym. It's our giant warehouse. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, but it travels, man. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome. 
so uh, Johnny, you also do the versus battles for us. You post those on Facebook a lot. Uh, yeah. And and th- this is kind of taking a step away from MMA for a moment. So I just want to get your guys' thoughts on some of these. Uh, I hope you're prepared because I'm not. <laughs> oh, I did. I wrote them. I wrote the most. I wrote the three most recent down. Oh, so okay, cool. so the first one that I want to get from you guys is um, if you guys haven't seen it on Facebook, Johnny will put two people versus each other, and then like people can vote and then comment on it and things like that. So the first one I want to get your guys' thoughts on because um, you guys are a little bit younger than us. Bone Thugs versus Migos. Like if there was an all-out street fight to the oh, death, that's shit. the gist of it. Like, like if, if Bone were, Thugs if it, and, and it's Migos not even music; it's it's actually fight. No, when, Bone Thugs are gangsters. Bone fuck Thugs <laughs> have to take Migos, man. Bone Thugs might have to take that. <laughs> yeah, if, if Migos can't, you know, if there's no guns involved, it's just fight to the death. You oh, know man, what I'm saying? Ran. Yeah, Bone Thugs are some. That, those are some OGs, bro. They're just gonna stomp them. <laughs> is there more? Is there more in the group too? Or I think we, there's five to three. Yeah, five, yeah, yeah. Five, would, we three. To, would we have to make it even? Would we have to make yeah. it an even fight, like three on three, or nope. is it five versus nah, three? Five nah, versus three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I love that. I love that. So the uh, the other the other one was uh, Clint Eastwood versus Charles Bronson. Which once again, you guys are a little bit younger. I don't know if you guys know Charles Bronson. I don't really know Charles Bronson. God, I'm so bit. disappointed. <laughs> Johnny, you, don't, you don't even Johnny, know Bruce Lee is. Dog. I know who Bruce Lee is. I'm just not a fan like you guys are. That scared me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Clint, man. Clint's just too hard. Yeah. Clint's, Clint's like the father of everyone. <laughs> it kind of like, like the way that they're built, it kind of be like Ali versus Tyson where Bronson, you know, if he gets Bronson's inside a big dude and, just from that and picture. Eastwood pull, opens up a little bit. Pull up a picture of Bronson real quick. Yeah, I feel like Clint is just, um, Clint would can you even up. touch him? Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause he's so lanky and, and yeah. long right there. No, um, that's another thing that I've always wondered like uh, the people that look like the action actors like are they actually good at fighting like that's the thing that you always wonder like I I always wonder that anyways I'm sure they train a little bit Look look at that guy I mean he was he was a bigger guy but Clint would piece him up. Yeah, <laughs> Clint I mean, would just tell him to sit the fuck down. Huh? <laughs> and he'd listen, he'd be like, "Yeah, you're right." Although he looks pretty jacked in that picture right there. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think I don't know. Like uh, I didn't really watch a lot of the old Clint Eastwood movies. Like I think that, dude, you can get mad all you want. <laughs> I'm but not like, mad. Just like wow. <laughs> I never watch a lot of the old ones either. Right. I'm all about what's uh, what's happening now. What's I like right the history of where I came from. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's okay. Right. Nice. Um, but yeah, so you you had something pulled up just now that I actually wanted to wanted to get their take on as well. Is that was that what you're going? Yeah, with? The, the, I was going to bring this up uh, last week, and now it's been out for a week. But uh, yep. I want to see how you guys felt about it. If you heard about it, like the, uh, the, the ref that made the guy cut his dreads. Yeah, some some bullshit, man. Yeah, I think that's he I, just apparently he just didn't like that the kid had dreads, so he forced him to cut it. He said you either cutting your hair or you're forfeiting the match yep. for real yep. <laughs> yeah and I, and I was reading yeah. some of the comments and it sounded like uh, it sounded like he was winning too and that yeah, the, yeah. the ref was not wanting him to win based on the comments I could be wrong about that I guess the ref had a prior history of racism too yeah right. yeah big time so, it was fucked up they let him go right it'll be hard for him to find a job now anyway yeah 
I mean, for sure. That's the other thing that's I mean, crazy. that's humiliating, yeah, man. I mean, I mean was, that kid's got to live with that the rest of his yeah, life. Yeah, and what's you funny know what is I mean? uh, Ben Askren, who is a NCAA champion, and he's a UFC fighter now, he used to have a giant afro and wrestled in, you know, in, in college Division One national championships. Yeah. And I mean, an afro that was way bigger than that kid's dreadlocks, 100%. Did both of you guys wrestle in yeah. school? Yeah. Yep. Because yes, like, I know the three of you wrestled. Like, was that a big deal when you guys were in school wrestling? I like, had cut my hair. Did really? hair? Did, does hair come into play? Yeah. Well, I had hair down to my ass when I first started wrestling. No way! I swear, bro. Dude, I'll just hippie out of here. I'll, I'll pull up a picture. We, we gotta find a picture. Dude, of that. it's not funny. <laughs> I don't know what I thought I was doing. No one told me either, so I thought it was cool or something. That's no one awesome. Was like, though. bro. But yeah, then I joined the wrestling team. They're like, yeah, you gotta cut that shit. Yeah. So I, I did. I wonder when uh, that ref was made that kid cut his hair. Because like, they're not even everyone... like ridiculously no. long or anything that they would cause any kind of problem. Like I wonder what everyone else was doing when that was happening. Like they were just like oh. watching. Oh, they, his teammates were encouraging him. They're like, because the kids start crying at one point. I'm pretty sure. And they're like, look, dude, you know what I mean? This shows how much of a fucking team leader you are. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. look at you right now making this sacrifice, uh-huh. and then go out there and fuck him up for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were being really supportive, I believe. From what I read on the whole situation. And he did. I mean, he ended up winning the match. Yeah. But it's still like you could tell that he wasn't even like super thrilled when he won the match because he walked off just kind of like pissed off. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just one, it's one of those things though. Like, I mean, what are you going to do about that? Like the guy, I mean, it went viral. So the guy's never going to probably work again as a, as a ref. So hopefully whatever. Um, well, from what, it, from what I'm reading here, it sounds like he was actually kind of doing his job, but still. Like dick move, well, like I don't know. But it doesn't look like it says earlobe of wrestlers, and that's I think prior to them cutting, right? Or is that after them cutting? I think that's during. Okay, maybe they cut it off over the years. I don't know. Fuck that referee, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so you also had written down some other stuff. What you got going on over there? Oh, um, well, I had like a serious question because I don't understand how the GoFundMe thing works. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have no clue about that. And I saw the thing with the border wall and how they're, like, raised all that money. Mm-hmm. Now, like, let's say they don't raise the goal. Doesn't that... Did that dude just become a millionaire off of, like... Did he just fucking just straight play everybody? We, we talked about it on the uh, Boss Hog of Liberty podcast that I got a chance to be on uh, this week. And... Explain to me how that there works. Are, there are ways that he can't... Like, he can't just go to the government and be like, here's $17 million, put that towards the border wall. Like, it just... Uh, they don't... It doesn't work like that. Like, well, I'm saying, like, he gets to keep that, though, right? Because, they're, like, they're donating to him. Right. There's there's Is rules there's rules to that too because mm-hmm. do you remember the couple that uh, had yep. the uh, homeless the man that yeah. they ended up being a whole planned like like thing that they were like oh we're gonna post this story it's gonna go viral we're gonna make a bunch of money from it mm-hmm. and then they ended up getting sued and you know losing everything that they but the thing is like how much did they lose I think they spent like half of it before anybody even figured yeah. anything out yeah so it's like I guess they lost their like assets and stuff but no um, with this guy but the thing is is like what's crazy about it to me and I'm going to go with the like that the cliche questions that people ask and it's like with that 17 million dollars there's so many other things that they could do like besides build the wall which the the wall is we we talked about on the Boss Hog Liberty podcast like it's it's more politics than it is actually trying to keep people out which yep. is just and that's just what their view is I don't really care either way like and if it affects me personally and like it's my tax money coming out I might be a little frustrated but if it's like 80 cents off my paycheck do whatever you want I don't care I'm not it's not affecting me right here but that's just because I I live in a bubble of I don't 
deal with that stuff. Stuff yeah. the government shuts down, it doesn't why, really affect right. me. Yeah, why waste energy on shit you can't control? Right, that's so, a way to ruin your life. It'll uh, ruin you. But with the Boss Saga Liberty, like they they've kind of pr- like pushed me to kind of look more at like local level, like local stuff, like with the legalization of uh, medical marijuana here in Indiana mm-hmm. and Please. stuff like that. Like um, Indiana's always behind the behind everybody else on these things, but up in Michigan, I mean, they already have recreational yep. marijuana. It's becoming recreational all around us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's only a matter of time. It, it, it did take us 20 years to be able to buy beer on Sundays. Yeah, yeah we still can't buy it until noon. <laughs> yeah. can't buy it until noon. God, that still pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and then the, the interesting thing, like I asked him, like, because I asked a very, like, I went in with a very average Joe mentality into this Boss Hog Liberty podcast because they're all about local politics, Newcastle, Indiana, East Central Indiana, but then they also talk about some national stuff every now and then as well. And uh, I just said, like, so are people just flooding into the United States? Like, are we getting like, you know, thousands and thousands of people every day? And they they said, based on the numbers and everything like that, it isn't that much. But then also they brought up the fact that back before um, back like a few years ago, I'm going to butcher this, but back like a, a quite a bit of time ago, um, people could come from that country and come in like without any kind of identification. They could work in the like Southern like area of the United States and then go back over with the money they made. And nobody really said anything. Nobody dealt with it because it was, it was like, it wasn't a big deal. They weren't really causing any issues. They weren't causing any problems until they got, until they made it a, problem for people to go back and forth and then those people were coming in and they couldn't it was harder for them to actually get back out of the united states than it was for them to get in Mm -hmm. so then that was causing like you know the the unrest and the social like issues and um it's one of those things because they're libertarians so they're all about the freedom of yourself and what you do yourself and like um i've heard libertarians discuss or described as you know you you're okay with you know you have you get to have marijuana guns and you live next door to your like homosexual neighbors and you don't have a problem with them, but you like also want to own guns and you want to have some of those Republican rights as well. Like you kind of want to, you want all of the good parts of a political party and none all of the, the, none of the bad, none right. of the bad things. Yeah. And, um, that's, that's where they come from with their, uh, standpoint because I don't have a standpoint. Like yeah, I, I don't know enough to to stand on one side or the other. I don't really care if people come in here and are trying to make a better life for themselves, but mm-hmm. also I don't want, uh, you know, this, I don't want the same thing of people just coming in and like being shady and stealing stuff. Like, yeah, right? yeah. like that. I don't want that happening. I don't want that right. happening in my house. Right. Yeah. The legalization, in my, in my opinion, this is a, a off the wall opinion. I think they should just legalize everything. So then it'll, it'll kind of, it'll kind of just like drug wise, it'll kind of yeah. just, It'll weed out the people that are going to have problems with that. And then it's also going to get rid of the black markets of, you know, selling weed, cocaine, all that stuff, because business will be able to sell it. So, right. I mean, but that, then the government can step in and it can get fucked up that way. Well, yeah. I've, I mean, there's a couple places that actually do that, that right. have like decriminalized everything. And like, I mean, it does, it takes the, it takes the cards out of the black market's hand. You know what I mean? They they're no longer the dealer, you know? So right. I think that, I mean, that is one idea for sure. And I, like I said, like people listen to this probably smarter than me are like, you're a fucking idiot. And I'm right. Like, yeah. I mean, whatever, I'm sitting here saying the same thing. We're fucking, <laughs> we're, we just sit here and talk about politics, yeah, but right. it's like, yeah, <laughs> totally. I, 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 
don't have a stance on it. Like you said, I'm I got a huge heart, man. So right. it's like if someone wants to fucking come here and try to make a better life because where they are at isn't Ooh, fucking great. Yeah, yeah, man. Who who the fuck am I? I don't just don't it. be an asshole while you're over. Right. Yeah, everyone. <laughs> but that's everyone. just everybody in the yeah. United States, whether yeah, you're anyway. from the other from another country or not. Just don't be an asshole. Yeah, give it all you got. Have fun. Don't be a fuck boy and love everyone. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, yeah, like, for sure. Oh peace, love, and positivity, bro. Uh, yeah. But that's like, I mean, that's one of those things, like just on a different note like the not being an asshole thing like there's so many people that go through this world just angry all the time yep it's sad it really is and I don't understand it like I'm just wasting they need energy. to go get choked mm-hmm. out a few times and be humble <laughs> <laughs> maybe so th- then that I mean I think we talked about it a little bit on the last podcast um, do you have people that mess with you because they know you're a fighter uh yeah there's always those guys man mm-hmm. there always is like one time we had just won our titles back in february we defended on the same nights and then we went out to the bars and you know we had our belts of course you know yeah. why the fuck would we not yeah, yeah. Right. and these guys came up and they're acting like fanboys oh let's get a picture and then you know he starts talking shit and starts trying to flame me and starts oh what, what watch you wearing blah blah, blah. And i'm like a rolex bitch <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> and this guy like started getting all heated and like oh that's the cheap one that's only the ten thousand dollar one while this Shut fucker's fuck like, up, that, while this guy's right. wearing a fucking g-shock or something yeah. i was like and it's not even about that but it's just like you know people try to right. start shit all the time oh that's that's on my bucket list on a rolex so i'm you're ahead of me Right. <laughs> like I said, I didn't pay for it, bro. <laughs> but yeah, man, there's always people trying to start shit when they know you're the man, right. you know? Well, what's what, what's really funny is, is like Johnny and I went out one night and they were like, th- there's a group of guys trying to like say who they would fight out of our group or like who they wouldn't mess with and who they would mess with. And they were like, we wouldn't mess with you talking to me. And I'm like, dude, yeah. I'm the first they person. They the teddy bear. Because <laughs> I'm not a fighter. If I'm shit a, goes I'm down, lover, it's like, hey, fighter. Justin? <laughs> hey, I don't disappear. Just I, just, I just don't, I just, nobody ever wants to, nobody ever fucks with me that much. That's a good thing. Though. You got that demeanor. <laughs> right. you know but I, mean? I don't feel like I come off as an asshole. I think I come off as like it diffusing the situation. It depends on how many drinks you get to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but usually the guy diffusing is the guy you don't want to fuck with. Right. Because there's a reason why he's calming shit down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Most I mean, like I said, I'm not, I, I'm not, I've never been scared to ever get into an altercation. It just never really ever happened. And it's not worth it nowadays either, man. You know what I mean? Too, too oh, much yeah. chance of going to jail. Bro, uh, getting shot. Like that yeah. killed. So many people it, just, nowadays they just don't understand the concept of old fashioned scrap. You know, yeah, right. people, all these kids out mm-hmm. here shooting people, killing well, people. And that's what my, my buddy Daniel Wallen, who, back in high school was uh, was known as a guy that could probably kick some ass mm-hmm. and yeah. he used to talk all the time about like when we started getting out of high school and like MMA was getting bigger he was like I don't want to fuck with anybody because there's somebody that's like half my size and probably knows Brazilian jiu-jitsu is just going to fuck me up <laughs> yeah. so he like kind of like matured out of it because mm-hmm. he didn't want to get into something that's like you know fighting an MMA fighter I was that little kid in high school that <laughs> everyone you know I had a chip on my shoulder everyone wanted to fuck with me and bully me and shit not high school middle school really yeah. and then uh and that's what happened. I knew jiu-jitsu and I just fucked everyone up. But I remember I fought this one kid. I was uh, going into sixth grade and he was in eighth grade and he was talking shit. So we boxed in the backyard and everyone was talking shit to him. They're like, you got your ass beat by a sixth grader. So then, so then he wanted to fight again, but not box. He was like one to f- straight on fight. And yeah. I was like, bro, th- that's different than boxing. I'll fucking break your arm. I told him, I told him, I swear to God, I still got the messages to this day. I was actually reading them for, they were like from 2010. I was like, bro, I'm going to take your arm home and I'll put it on my fucking wall. Oh, and this shit. kid, 
this kid, God bless him, Scott Lyons, was like, no, you're not. He was like, I've never been in a fight in my life, but I know I can beat you up. I dare you, bro. So we fought, bro. We fought, and I broke his fucking arm. I told him. I swear to God, I told him. And then I took his ass down. I locked him in an arm bar, and I was like 12 years old, and I was like, tap, Scotty. And he was screaming, and I gave him one more chance. I said, tap, and he didn't. So he said, snap, 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 snap. Came back to school next year in a sling and everything. I was like, ah, what's up? So is middle school where you got your passion for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sport? Middle school, I was bullied a lot, man. Middle school, because I, like I said, I had hair down to my ass, skateboarder, punk kid, listened to Green Day, thought, you know, just and had a chip on my shoulder, you know, family life. I like to, I used to think, you know, I used to blame everything and not myself for shit I had wrong with me. And, yeah. uh, you know, just got bullied a lot and was like, fuck all this. You know what I mean? Because I knew I had already been in martial arts since I was younger than that in elementary school and stuff. And, you know, my brother was always the really popular jock kid in high school. So he was always cool with all those kids. And my brother would tell them it's cool to punk on me kind of thing. Oh, no. So, you know, <laughs> so then, yeah, so I got a chip on my shoulder. But then in high school, I started wrestling, got cool with everyone. I was just, you know, I chilled out. You know, I found uh, I found something to work toward and pat, put all that anger in it. And, you know, and yeah, a little like caveman shit out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then everything yeah. kind of chilled out. And then I stopped fighting people. You know, I still got... You know, in a couple fights in high school and shit, but nothing like crazy, like where I was snapping arms and shit. <laughs> I'm gonna put your fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's okay, the coolest. Thing. Like, if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, listen, bro. I love I told you. him. Yeah, I, let's I be best friends. <laughs> I seriously told him. I was like, I'm gonna put your arm on my wall. It's like, I almost lost a hand, and I'm pretty sure that that would traumatize yeah. me. Yeah, yeah like, absolutely. I like my. I like this. Christian, where did your like? When did you start? Like, what did you get into? Uh, well, okay, so not that I, I'm a big guy now, um, but back in the day, I, I, I for the longest time, I was probably five three. Maybe mm. all up until like junior year of high school. So like I feel like I had like little man syndrome. Yeah, super hard. Like and it's it's actually funny because uh, Coach Jay's son, um, Josh, we were we've been best friends growing up, and we both were around the same height. So everyone's kind of like tried to give us a hard time. Mm. We were like, oh shut up, y'all y'all little magicians. We'll beat y'all up. So then we started actually doing you know jujitsu yeah. and, and you know, boxing and all that stuff, and it then people really started to like fuck with us like they were like oh you guys aren't legit like let's see what you really got you think you could beat him up I'm like and it got to the point where at first we were like yeah man keep you wanna try us keep, keep trying us then it got to the point where you know a couple fights broke out and everyone was like okay I see I see what's going on <laughs> I see what's going on so I mean honestly I just uh, you know from the from early start you know like I, I kind of had a chip on my shoulder too right. you know what I mean like oh don't you know back in the day for me it was like don't you be over six foot talking to me down to me you know what I mean I'm like well what's up bro you trying to fight <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean but uh, kind of same thing applies you know uh, once I started to mature out a little bit and then people I guess really started seeing me as a contender in, mm -hmm. in high school you know what I mean um, I got cool with everybody started wrestling and uh, mm -hmm. you know Found a found a way to get my get all that extra excess anger out as well. So like the disciplines that you guys ran, is that something that you went to your parents when you were younger and said, "Hey, I'm interested in this. Will you do it?" Or did they just kind of say, "Here, go go have fun." Yeah. So I like I said, I got beat up all the time by my brother and shit. So I was over it. At a young age, I was over it. I mean, at a young age, seriously, like seven years old, I was like, "Fuck all that!" You know, I'm grabbing frying pans, candle Like we went. You sound to like war. my younger brother. Now. We went to war, bro, because I had to do what I had to do. Right. You know, have to win. 
And uh, so, yeah, I told my dad, I was like, look, I'm tired of getting my ass beat, so we're going to figure this out. Yeah. So, you know. That's awesome. We, yeah, what are we doing? And he put me in jiu-jitsu and then judo, and then I started wrestling because, you know, then I started getting into the sport more, UFC and MMA, all of it, and I was like, yeah. Okay, so I need to do more than just jujitsu because right. everyone yeah. at the time was like wrestling. And it was a champion, you know, GSP, Dominic Cruz, all these guys wrestled and stuff. So I was like, "Yep, I'm gonna go ahead and start wrestling too." So then I started wrestling in high school. So that's where it went with me. I definitely told my dad, "I was like, look, I'm getting my ass beat a lot, so that's dead. Yeah, let's go ahead and change that." <laughs> no, yeah, I, I kind of, I feel like I kind of just like jumped into it. Um, you know, what I mean, I started off like playing basketball and mm-hmm. running track and stuff like that, and. Uh, once I started like actually like working out and like I could realize like I realized like oh you know maybe I'd be good at the, you know wrestling mm-hmm. so I went in there to try I got my first double leg and never turned back yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. never looked back wrestling was always something that uh, was difficult for me because when I would wrestle with one of my buddies uh, he during wrestling season I'd be able to like throw him around because he had like cut weight yeah but then like during football season we'd still like fuck around with each other in the weight room and like try to fight and wrestle and he would just like throw me around because yeah. he had gotten his like 20 pounds of muscle back <laughs> yep. and just kick my ass but uh it was one of those things that I I was never good at the it's weird because I was good at leverage in football and I could figure that out, but I could not figure out like leverage and angles and how to like actually take advantage of openings. Like wrestling was just a little bit different for me. Like I it's, couldn't figure it it's out. It's different when you have pads and helmet on dogs. It's, oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, and that is huge. Like you were saying, I didn't figure it out honestly until my wrestling career was over. Oh really? I'm serious. Like, um, it's like such, it takes such a long time to understand. I think people are born with that wiring too, a little bit. Sometimes. Um, maybe, maybe. Like where you never know. Where they have that like ability to like maybe pick something up like that. Yeah. And like know what they're doing. Definitely. Like, Natural athletes yeah. definitely can, would just like be able to go in and have an easier time right. for sure than, you know, someone who's not, you know, genetically as good, gifted mm-hmm. as, but it take, I think it takes years of drilling and just un- to understand that timing because there's such small windows on some of these setups yeah. in wrestling where, oh, you know, you got to blink and mm-hmm. that's your only moment. You know, you got so crazy. Too. It, and it's hard, man. <laughs> I literally didn't feel like complete until after my wrestling season was over. And then I started like wrestling really hard in jujitsu matches and stuff. And I was like, now I feel it like, you know, and mm. like I said, it didn't click for me until wrestling was already it was over. You know, it's weird. Like, I think it takes years and years and years to get that timing down. For sure. Uh, What what, uh, sports did you play, Johnny? Uh, Football, basketball, baseball, track. I played everything. Like, I didn't always play for the school, but like... Johnny was always a very, uh, I would say, mentally, he was really good at stuff. That's awesome. Like, with basketball, like, he could see plays developing and stuff like that. Like, and when I was in high school and younger, I was more just relying on being tall and athletic. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I grew really. up, like, you guys, I was short, runt, picked on all the time. So, it's like, <laughs> fuck you, I'm going to beat you up here because right. I can't <laughs> beat you right here. <laughs> no, that's the way <laughs> you know to I mean? play. But, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of everything. We always used to play at the park in Greenfield, and then we also played football out at, like, uh, Lincoln Park Elementary or something Yeah, we like played that. at Lincoln Park. We played at Greenfield. We pulled a grill up, pulled a truck. Yeah, it was, it was a shit. Yeah. yeah. Good time. Yeah, yeah, it was the shit. I miss those days. Man, sports sports is one of those things that I I 
just really miss like i've like really tried to get some friends that would like want, like i've done a volleyball league which was really fun i've been playing uh, rec league basketball man let's go yeah i nice. would be i'd be yeah. down um i'm not nearly as good as i used to be <laughs> have fun with it yeah it'll the, come the getting, back the you getting know? shot yeah. the getting shot thing kind of slowed me down a little bit by accident like the my friend accidentally shot me in the leg and caused some nerve damage in my leg so that slowed me down a little bit but i think i still got it i think i still got some hops yo you got some street cred you've been yeah. shot right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. damn I used to tell a lot of different stories but it was completely an accident no <laughs> yeah no i already i already know where you're going with that bro i got an appendectomy back in high school i went on spring break i was like yeah i got shot <laughs> i swear bro. i was diving in in front of Johnny to save him. We used to do that in Muncie. Oh my God, dude. But girls ate that up. We were the, so sweet. The madness still the ultimate hustle of all time. Oh, yeah. Yo, that, is that dude still your homie that fucking shot you? We, we were, uh, it sucks. We were good friends all the way up until that happened and then he felt so bad about it. I forgave him, but like I think he felt so bad about it that he never wanted to kind of be around because it made him feel bad about it. Man, right? yeah. he's kind of, you know, he needs to kind of just like that go. suck it up. We're not yeah, 17 but, anymore, but it was, dog. It was, uh, right. it was over, it was like 12 years ago now. Yeah, so I've kind of just, I've kind of just let it go. Right. But like I said, dude, he was my, he was my bro from like seventh grade all the way till we graduated. What'd you get hit with? Was it like nine, nine? millimeter? Oh man. Yeah. And it was actually like touching my leg when it hit. So, what the? so I've got a quarter sized like scar right here. And then a little tiny one where it came out the back of the leg. Did you man, immediately go in shock? So what happened was, was that I've, I've told this on the podcast before, but what, what happened was it felt like I got punched in the leg and then it was kind of like numb because it went through that nerve and it's hot. So it was, it was numb. And then I just like, I looked down and I was like, dude, you just fucking shot me. You can't take me to the hospital. Cause you've been drinking a little bit. And, and there was a car parked behind us. I was like, this guy's got to take us to the hospital. So I go to get out of the car and just fall over. Cause my leg is just completely numb, not working. Right. And he comes running around, throws me over his shoulder, puts me in the, uh, car in the, that was behind us that guy drives me to the hospital and i actually so okay let me rewind i was actually on the phone because we were going to see some girls in indy and one of the girls i was talking to was working and i was like i'm gonna have to let you go no i'm gonna i'm gonna bleep, bleep that out <laughs> yeah. somebody just shot me and uh, i'm gonna have to let you go and so i hung up the phone said what i said got thrown in the back of the car to the other car and then we're driving to the hospital and I call my mom and I'm like uh, mom just to let you know so and so just shot me we're five minutes from the hospital we'll be there we'll be there soon and she was like I'll see you in a minute and she like hung up the phone too like everybody was super calm about this situation except for the other people in the situation like yeah. I was calm yeah. and so we get there and he kind of helps me in and um, the we go to the front desk and he and I'm like yeah I was just shot and I thought they were gonna be like you know we need to get him here stat blah blah, blah all this Fail stuff out all this paper nope. <laughs> <laughs> literally they literally brought out a wheelchair and they're like um, you're gonna be in room two the nurse will be with you in a moment and like I'm just like bleeding out of like oh. This oh my hole in my leg, and uh, so they. they I'm be like, I got insurance. <laughs> right, right. right. Treat me like I'm, I'm insuranceless. Right. So, so this is where it kind of all kind of starts to go south because the guy that dropped me off, being scared, peeled out, took off. So the nurses and the doctors. Now the police are involved. The police show up because they think they think something messed up's happened because 
I just got dropped off there in the because per- a bullet hole. Because my buddy, my buddy was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go move the car," and I was like, "Okay, cool." And he just peels out, takes off, and then the other buddy's like, at, like drives to his house and is like freaking out, like telling his family about it. And um, but they they're not coming to the hospital or anything. Well, the girl I was talking to, she was doing an internship at the hospital as like a nurse, so she's like a couple floors above me and comes down and is like, "I thought you said you got shocked." <laughs> and I, was, and I was like, nope, I, I got nope, shot. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so talked to her for a little bit and then um, she took off. And then, like I said, the cops showed up and they're they're asking questions. And by the time the cops got there, they had already given me an IV of morphine, like started a morphine like drip. Thank God. And so I'm like all sorts of messed up. And like, A, I was inside of an enclosed car when it happened. So like the noise like made my hearing messed up already. B, I already have a loud voice and C, the morphine. So I'm just like yelling at everybody. Yeah, I was uh, over here. And uh, my friend, and then so my story started getting mixed up because I was trying to keep my friend out of trouble. I was trying to say that it happened, you know, at location B as opposed to location C. And then the cops were like, well, now we have to call in the state cops because it, you're saying it didn't happen actually in Greenfield so now we gotta get so the state cops show up and then they're questioning me and I'm like god I, I don't I can't keep all my stories <laughs> yeah, straight like, I got fucking shot here <laughs> motherfuckers right. so, so then I just finally tell them the, the full story and uh, my buddy shows up eventually the one that did it and um, they talked to him and I said you know I don't want him to like be charged anything just you know let's get this over with get out of here and yeah they just like they basically stuck this thing in the hole and like rinsed it out through the through the like path through my leg and then wrapped me up and sent me home oh my it was was pretty pretty simple situation like it was really not that big a deal really you are the chillest person i've ever (laughs) talked to that's been shot (laughs) like it's it it's weird because i do think it was partially shocked but i also do think it was like well, nothing like it's not spraying blood right now, so it's like it can't be like it's not going to be that. Dude, bad. staying calm could have saved you. Probably saved your fucking life. Yeah, right, well, dude. and I know that there's always those uh, those stories where people are like, "Oh, if it was just a little bit this way, it would have like done this." But I mean, it went past my femoral artery yep. so if it would have hit my femoral yeah, artery oh my i would have died before we even got to the hospital and we were only five minutes from the hospital um because i would have bled out yeah completely and then also the doctor said if it would have hit the bone it could have uh shattered the bone i could have lost my leg because it could have like broken yeah, the pieces so and, piece. and they wouldn't have been able to like fix it so i got lucky and i got lucky that he wasn't pointing it anywhere else right could have been pointing <laughs> it at my stomach oh my pointing it at my head because it was a it was a thing that was uh was that one of those like you won't do it bro it was something that was relatively uh common which this is why at the time at his age he probably shouldn't have been able to own a firearm he definitely grew up and got mature and like you know um, I think he joined the military, so like I trust him with firearms now. But at the time, probably didn't need one. Oh my gosh, man! Kids, lo- kids and firearms. I man. lost a buddy from that same situation. It's ridiculous. Fucking walked into his friend's apartment and they were aiming an AK that they thought weren't loaded. Popped him right. Jesus in the neck. Christ! So you're fucking lucky, dude. Yeah. God's got a plan for you. Right. I don't know if you're religious or whatever, but well, that's what I mean. I learned from that moment because I was still trying to play football. Like I was, football was life. Like yeah. I had just torn my ACL, had surgery, and then I was like going to figure it out. I was like, I'm either going to try to walk on at a division one school, or I'm going to try to get a, get a scholarship somewhere, play somewhere, or even just, you know, get into it somehow. Because in my brain, I, I thought that I was the the best athlete in the world. I was like, you have to, I was like, I, I'm, I'm going to be, I was like, 
this was this was what I truly thought in high school. I was I was like I'm gonna probably go to a small school because I'm going to go to a small college because I come from a really tiny school. Nobody's going to really have any tape on me. I didn't, I played receiver on a team that ran the wing T offense, which is like 98% running. So I was like, I'm not really going to get noticed, but then I'm going to walk on somewhere. I'm going to play well. And then I'm going to try to get into the combine somehow, because I was like, I'm going to be able to run a four, five 40. I'm six, one, 210 pounds. I was like, I'm going to be a receiver or something in the NFL. Like yeah. I, I was a hundred percent thought that was going to happen. I didn't care about school. I didn't care about really anything, but that, right. And then that getting shot happened. And then I, I had that nerve damage where I lost feeling in the front of my leg. And I, I, I went from running a four or five 40 to probably like, I could probably not even break five seconds now. I'm probably like six seconds on my 40 time, but, Damn. um, it, it just, cause it slowed. Like you can't, I can't lift my foot. So I can't get that like uh burst from like yeah. pushing off. Yeah. And so, yeah. But anyways, you know, done being uncle Rico. That was yeah, just, that was, that. that was just, like, <laughs> I just thought that that was going to be my path. The getting shot yeah. thing changed that path. And if that wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't have met my wife. I wouldn't have met all the friends I have now. I wouldn't have met Johnny. I wouldn't have lived with some of the guys that ended up being groomsmen in my wedding because I probably would have gone somewhere else or I would have, you know, failed at what I was trying to do and fallen into like drugs and alcohol because that's probably a possibility for where I was at at that time. Dude, um, that's insane. It's just, it's just crazy how things can change so easily. Yeah, yeah man. Just by a drop of a hat. Wow. Split second. So I uh, saw you got to see me, Eddie Bravo, a couple times. How yeah, was yeah. that, man? Oh, man, me and Eddie, that's my boy. Yeah, did you get to roll with him at all? Yeah, no, not roll with him, but uh, he knows who I am now. He's very familiar with that's me. Fuck, my that's coach awesome. has been telling him for a few years, you know, what we're doing here and stuff. And uh, I just, you know, MMA is great, but I'm also, I, I'm a purist in jiu-jitsu as well. Like, I feel like I can be one of the best jiu-jitsu athletes in the world, especially right now at 22, some of the things I've already accomplished and, you know, I'm not slowing down by any means, you know, and some of these guys are in their late thirties, you know, finally becoming world champs in jujitsu. Well, I wanted to tell you, sorry to interrupt you, but I wanted to tell you that, you know, we have become a fan of you and Christian and like your guys's team. And I've told people straight up that I firmly believe that you guys are going to go do huge things. And I'm like, it's, it's rare that we've been able to get a chance to be like involved with you guys. And I appreciate you guys taking the time, supporting stuff, talking back and forth. Um, because I seriously think that we're on the ground floor and we're going to be friends with you. And when big things happen, it's going to be so fun to look back on when yeah, we were talking about this yeah. stuff now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the humbling man. Again, thank you so much. Uh, we just, and you know, it's an honor for us to be on here you know, and be a part of this. Cause this is so cool. Like I enjoy this thoroughly you know what i mean thank you it's really That's cool right. being a part of something like this too and like you said you know we'll see each other at the top there's no oh, doubt yeah. in my mind oh yeah pat we you know we're all passionate and like you know you yeah. got to surround yourself with people with the same ambitions you know same drive that want to just get to the best of the best oh, yeah. of whatever they're in you know what i mean it's 100%. it's part of it yep. what i was getting at with eddie uh, go ahead yeah sorry <laughs> sorry i'm just kind of curious uh i mean i'm assuming you guys well you said it already you've been five fans since you were kids like let's say Biggest fight of your life, you get to choose a couple guys to train you in your camp, alive, dead, past, mm-hmm. recent. I'm just kind of curious, like who, you know, like would you take a guy like Vasil Lomachenko to teach you that, teach you a little bit about that right, footwork? Right, right, and right. How, no, I see what you're you know, Like, you know, like. Man, honestly, my honest opinion, I wouldn't change a fucking thing. Right. Really? What we have going right now is going to take us to the very top that's true. i mean it would be a blessing to train you know and we do we go train with Dwayne, and we go see eddie and we train with these guys but like at the end of the day where we're at is 
where we're going to bring a world title to. That's a yeah. fucking tremendous answer. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Don't fix it. You know? that's, yeah, that's, exactly. That's, I mean, dude, one of the craziest stats that we didn't even realize happened until after Christian's fight. No one in our gym took a single L in 2018. That's fucking no shit. Undefeated. Gave I think, me goosebumps just now. Yeah, me too, bro. <laughs> That's what's up. I think 12 MMA fights undefeated, a bunch of jiu-jitsu tournaments. We've all took home gold. I mean, kickboxing. Oh, we took one L in a kickboxing okay. match. That's it. I mean, and that's just flawless. I mean, right. look at all the other, any other gym, yeah. even, you know, at the lower levels, higher levels, everything. It's just like, what we're doing, we have we we are taking this seriously. Right. You know what I mean, that's what sets us apart. And you guys definitely have to have talent in the coaching department as well if oh, that's oh, yeah. happening. Because like, you know, there's there's only so far that uh, natural ability and strength can get you. Right. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Our coaches are. You know, we have so many coaches. You know what I mean? We have four jujitsu, five jujitsu coaches. We have two strength and conditioning coaches. We have a head coach. We have two striking coaches. You know. It's just awesome. Yeah. Like we are truly blessed and you know spoiled with the, you know the facility and the coaching staff and the teammates we have. Literally, we wouldn't be here without them. And I let them know every day. I love every single one of those guys with all my heart. Because mm. we, with and it's not like me and Christian could fucking do this by ourselves. Right. You know what I mean? It wouldn't. It's not possible without everything at the perfect position that it's been in, you know? Yeah, I'm. Uh, <clears throat> we're getting ready to uh, hit time, so I wanted to give you guys an opportunity to share where people can follow you, and then also if you guys want to give any shout-outs to anybody specifically just to give them some publicity or, you know, just give them, give them some love. Hell yeah, go ahead, Chris. Um, uh, <laughs> follow me on uh, my, my IG or Facebook, Christian King Jones. Um, my IG is King Jones 9338. Um, just you know, thank you for everybody who giving me the opportunity to, to come on here, the podcast, appreciate it, and really uh, it. chop it up with you guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's it's really humbling, um, you know, because we we are all in this this ground floor level. So when we all blow up together, you know, we we are gonna be like, oh, bro, remember that time? We <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, nah, no, it's uh, you know, shout out to my coaches, you know, and the team. You know, I love y'all. I wouldn't be here without y'all. Hell yeah. Yeah, shout out to Jay Watkins, Ron Esmagrady, Jared Jackson, Jared Cantrell, you know, Joe Durham, Yoshi, Drew Champlin, you know, Coach Nick, you know, everyone that's just been a part of getting us to this level because, you know, and like, this isn't even shit yet. You know what I mean? If we died today, none of this matters. So just, I hope you guys know we're going farther than this. And I also want to just give a special shout out to all of my sponsors. You guys make this possible for me to be able to do what I love and you know, just be able to just make this life possible. You know, Zinco Fightwear, CCMAF CrossFit, SE Warehousing Logistics, Bill Honey, you're my man. Indie iPhone Guy, Jeff, love you, man. Indie Boat Taylor, Chris Rios, you're my boy. Hardwood Unlimited, Steve Johnson, you know I got love for you. Timeless Injections, thanks for joining on board Team Pompeii. Um, February 2nd, you know, Perry Stargell, if you listen, <laughs> I'm coming. <Nice. laughs> I love Let's it. Go. So, and then I wanted to, I just wanted to give a shout out to a bunch of people really quick as well, because 2018 has been a great year for us. We did a live show out in Cincinnati. Um, there's been some changes to the show. There's been changes to the format, but for the most part, it's kind of stuck through. And um, I got, I, I was telling the Shane and Johnny just a couple of weeks ago that there was a little bit of a, I felt like I'd hit kind of a peak and I was kind of getting frustrated because I was like, you know, maybe I should just end this because there's, it's not going anywhere. Nah. But then I kind of readjusted Johnny 
joining kind of uh, reignited a little bit of passion because of the fact that he's just kind of taken over the social media, made it more interactive. People are sh- sharing it. People are engaging with the podcast. Yes. It's growing. We've got a couple of guys that are in the studio that are not actually on the mics, but I think that uh, hearing from uh, my buddy Jake, he's uh, wanting to start his own thing as well, that that kind of just got my, like him asking questions, got that fire going again because I was like, man, it's cool that I've learned as much as I've learned about doing this in just a short amount of time. I mean, I've been doing it for four years, but really actually been doing it hardcore for a year and um and then we've got dave in here as well that's uh i think helped the uh, podcast in more ways than we even know um just by being the the father of johnny and then also other other things that he's contributed as well and basically what i wanted to get through really quick uh smugcast guys that i've the one of the first other podcasts that i met here in indianapolis um they're they're podcast based out of Greenwood. I love being on their show. I love interacting with their show. They're great. Give them a listen, download them, you know, all that stuff. Um, the Pauly Sleepers, the guy that I did the fantasy football podcast with, they're actually going to start their own show next year. Nice. We're going to still use my equipment. I'm still going to be a part of it, but they're going to have their own, like own podcast. They're going to have their own stuff. We're going to do a, um, some sort of thing at the combine. We're also going to do some sort of live podcast for the draft, the NFL draft. And there's going to be some sort of contest where if you can pick the first 10 draft picks, you'll be able to get entry into the listener league next year, the fantasy football listener league that we did that got a lot of success this year. Like you have to be dead nuts on the first 10 picks on the board. Well, whoever gets the, (laughs) whoever gets the most, right. Okay. And I think some of the the people that listen, man, are good enough that I think they, there's going to be multiple that might get the first 10, you know, there's, there's there's some geniuses out there for fantasy football. So thank you, Polly, for joining juice in the morning and kind of like, that's another thing that kind of ignited the fire talking about fantasy football. I learned more about fantasy football than I did every ever in any other year because of the fact that I was forced to do it. I was doing it every Wednesday and we were talking about fantasy football. So I had to do some sort of research magic squirrel network. Those are the guys that uh, are also pointless discuss- part of pointless discussions as part of the magic squirrel network. That's their podcast network that they do over in Cincinnati. They've got a huge group of people that do um, podcasts, uh, live uh, Facebook videos, things like that, that they're growing something pretty big over there. I was actually just popped up in my memories the other day. They actually, uh, they're like banner popped up in my memories because I had shared it and it mm-hmm. was like literally me, them, and like that was it. That was all that Magic Scroll Network was. That's and now crazy. it's got like eight shows on that banner. So it's like if you guys want to learn anything or listen to anything in any kind of format, go to that Magic Scroll Network Facebook page and magicscrollnetwork.com uh, website. Chris Spangle from the We Are Libertarians podcast. Uh, that's kind of opened my brain up to uh, a political party that I would never have ever thought I would ever want to read anything about politics so thank you chris boss hog of liberty i was just on there this week they were great guys they were uh they they didn't talk down to me because i was an average joe i appreciated that and then the pto unlimited podcast i'm actually wearing their shirt right now they came on the show uh, earlier this year um i think it was kind of around this time last year maybe a little bit after uh, the holiday but um pto unlimited podcast love listening to their show every week um they they uh are a, they're going to talk pop culture, games, video games, things like that. They're they're hilarious. They're funny. They've got good banter back and forth. It's just fun. So um, once again, those are kind of all the guys I can think of. If I missed anybody, I apologize. 
there's been so many people we've dealt with in 2018. You guys like, went hard. There's no, there's no, there's no way to really capture it all in just me talking. So I wrote as many notes as I could. I mean, we got to talk to Jake Johnson from New Girl and Into the Spider Verse right now, the movie that's out that's getting rave reviews. Yeah. He was the uh, the um, voice for Peter Parker the actual legit Peter Parker, not the other different Spider-Man guys. Yeah. And um, we got to talk to him, TJ Lavin. We got to talk to uh, Spencer Pratt. Pratt. Sean Latham. Sean awesome. Latham, stand-up mm-hmm. comedian. Um, just great, just great interviews. And uh, it, it's been a great year. So that's it for that. 2019 is going to be huge. Man. We're going to actually start making money. We're going to start investing that money into the podcast. And by the end of 2019, my goal is to uh, 2020 get us an actual radio studio. We're going to build something. We're going to find something. We're going to do something like that. And we're going to have you guys all along with us for the ride. It's going to be a blast. I look forward to seeing what everybody sitting at this table is doing this time next year. Man. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Yes. Yeah. Goosebumps, crazy. baby. Oh, goosebumps. So once again, I appreciate Ian Pomfret and Christian King Jones for joining us it's been a great conversation i appreciate you guys uh good luck in the uh future endeavors we'll be there february 2nd luck is for the mediocre (laughs) (laughs) that's a good way to cut it cut it out all right later guys thanks thanks johnny and thanks for the other guys off the mic for coming in and enjoying the podcast we'll we'll see you guys next week Juice in the morning. Juice in the morning. Juice in the morning.